1967. The Vietnam War was raging and, and polarizing America. There were battles being waged in the streets of America. There were battles being waged in Vietnam. The civil rights movement was in full force, as well as a growing woman's movement. February 12th, at the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C., President Lyndon Johnson gave a speech on the 158th anniversary of Abraham Lincoln's birth. And he said in this speech, I'm going to quote Johnson, he called for an end to racism, which he condemned as man's ancient curse and man's present shame. A few months after this, Johnson would sign an executive order that expanded affirmative action legislation to cover sex discrimination. Respect. This is Stephen Thompson, and this is my experience. Respect. Respect is a song that Aretha Franklin recorded, probably her most famous song that she has recorded. Otis Redding wrote this song originally and recorded it in 1965, and his version hit number 35 in the U.S., and this came out shortly before his death. Now, Franklin's cover was landmark for the feminist movement, often considered one of the best songs of the R&B era. The song earned her two Grammy Awards in 1968 for Best Rhythm and Blues Recording and Best Blues solo vocal performance and she was also inducted into the grammy hall of fame in 1967. 2002 the library of congress honored aretha franklin's version by adding it to the national registry of songs and it was number five on rolling stones magazine's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time number five 500 greatest songs of all time also included on the list of Songs of the Century by the Recording Industry of America, also the National Endowment of the Arts. She put a live version on Aretha in Paris in 1968. The lyrics, we all know the, know the lyrics of respect, but I want to I look at these lyrics right here. All I'm asking is for a little respect when you come home, just a little bit. Baby, just a little bit. When you get home, just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. The definition of respect. A feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements. Another definition. Respect. Admire someone or something deeply as a result of their abilities, qualities, or achievements. So let's circle this back to leadership. Many times I hear people say, you need to respect me. Well, look at this definition. Respect is not something that is handed out to people like money, or candy, or a gift. Respect comes about because Something that you've done, your abilities, your qualities, or your achievements. So, think about it this way. In order to get respect, you should have 
done something. Done something that is tied to your abilities, your qualities, or your achievements. That's what makes you worthy of respect. Not just simply walking in and asking for it. Let's take a look this week episode. I want to take a look at Ann Lowe. And Ann Lowe was born in Clayton, Alabama, 1898. Her grandmother was an enslaved dressmaker. And her grandmother stitched frocks for her white owners, opened her own business after the Civil War. And Anne, little Anne at the time, she learned how to sew from her grandmother and her mother. And some people even said that even at age six, it was very clear that Anne was very talented. Elizabeth Way, a curator, assistant at the museum at FIT, where three of Anne's dresses are stored, said that she would gather up scraps from her mother's workroom and go to the garden and create beautiful fabric flowers. Now, Anne went from Alabama into New York, and she began to study design in New York City. And she, behind the scenes, rose to great prominence in New York City. And what she was called as society's best secret. Society's best secret, Anne Lowe. 1953, Anne Lowe received a commission to create a wedding gown for Jacqueline Bouvier. Who was that? And who was she marrying? Well, she was marrying, at the time, Senator John F. Kennedy. Now, 10 days before the wedding, a water pipe broke at Ann's studio. Destroyed 10 of the 15 dresses, including... Jackie O, Jackie Bouvier at the Times, elaborate dress, and it had taken her two months to make. So, obviously, Anne was distraught. But in between being distraught and, and, and tears, she ordered more French ivory, candy pink, silk, had her seamstresses work all day long, and she made the dress. And Jackie wore that dress. And that dress was considered one of the most iconic dresses of all time. You can look up the dress and you'll see it. See that dress on Jackie O and also on many magazines. And what you won't see on those magazines is Anne Lowe. Anne Lowe was kept behind the scenes. And it was said that throughout her career, Anne Lowe continued to work with wealthy clients. But those clients often talked her out of charging the hundreds of dollars for her designs. In fact, Jackie O's dress was only $500 at the time. In today's money, it would be $5,000. So she did this high-quality work, 
for people who were capable of paying market value, but they talked her out of it. Oftentimes it was said that Anne didn't even make a profit off of her designs. She admitted at the height of her career she was virtually broke. 1962, she lost her salon in New York City to failing to pay taxes. Same year, her right eye was removed due to glaucoma. Luckily, while she was healing, an anonymous friend paid some of her debts and that enabled her to work again. She retired in 1972. 1981, Anne Lowe passed away at her daughter's home at the age of 82. Said she was died broke and unknown. Now luckily today, there's a collection of five of Anne Lowe's designs that are held at the Costume Institute at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. There's three that are on display at the Smithsonian Institution National Museum of African American History and Culture in Washington, D.C. And several others were included in an exhibition on black fashion at the Museum of Fashion Institute of Technology in Manhattan. And this exhibit was in December of 2016. But let's look at that definition one more time of success. A feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements. Respect, again, admire someone or something deeply as a result of their abilities, qualities, or achievements. Was Anne Lowe respected while she was alive? And what is the criteria to respect someone? Because the definition says result of their abilities, qualities, or achievement. So we see Anne Lowe checks those boxes. She has ability. She had quality. She had achievement. Her work lives on today, but when she was alive, who respected her? The people who could have paid Anne Lowe the fair price for her dresses, for her work, for her talent, her skill, and ability didn't. Why didn't they do that? I don't know. I wasn't around them. But how is that respect? I'm not going to mention names that we know of powerful men who were defrocked for shameful behavior and have gone on to have great careers to make a lot of money and they continue to work. We know of people who've been released from prison who sit on television today. But a woman who put together not one but two wedding gowns after the first one was destroyed she dies broke now it's awesome that she's getting her due today but what about when she was alive where were the people then who purchased her dresses that were seen on the covers of magazines but those same people would not stand with Ann Lowe and take a picture with her respect the people when they are with you and not when they are gone. 
You know, as a leader, you can't just walk in and say, respect me. You need to have abilities and you need to have talents that warrant it. And you shouldn't just be simply looking for respect for yourself. Why? You know what? Guess what the people you work with have. Look around your organization, the people that you lead and the people that you work with. They have talents and abilities and gifts and they are creative and they are powerful. Sometimes when I look at org charts, I wish there wasn't this top-down org chart that started at the top and then went down. I wish an org chart were a circle because you could see everybody and you could see all the talents and the abilities of everyone in the organization and we could lift up everyone in the organization and give them the respect that they deserve and you too would get the respect that you deserve as a leader because we would see your talents and abilities too. We shouldn't just be looking up. We should be looking around. Go outside and look around. What do you see when you look up? Yes, your vision is limited when you look up. You see the sun, you see the clouds, but you may also be missing what's around you. And that's why we need circles, I think, more. We need to have our peripheral vision increase so that we can see everything that's going on around me. Respect isn't a consumable, like a can of soda or a cup of coffee that only one person has. I'm the leader. I have the respect. No. No. You may walk into the organization, but there are people in the organization who are already there who are worthy of respect as well. And you need to live out that definition of respect. So instead of wanting respect or desiring respect, live it. Live it. Respect is something to live. It is not something to ask for. It is not something to demand. It is something that you live. And it's something that we need to give back to other people. Lyndon Johnson said that racism was man's greatest shame. And racism is still shameful. And, and I can't get into a, a rating of horrible things that occur in this life. But I can tell you that it's shameful the way women are treated. You know, my goal this month was to introduce you to women who made a difference and to honor them. But let's not wait till someone has passed away before we take time to honor them. Here's a challenge. There are great women with talent and abilities that are in your workplace, and those women are mothers, sisters, daughters, and they deserve to be treated with respect. They're not commodities. They are not commodities. They are not consumables. We should never have to have a hashtag MeToo movement where women share the horrors they experience and they're courageous people for having to, the courage to share those experiences. But shame on those who perpetuated that. You know what, if there's ever a Me Too again, it should be around women sharing about the work they do, the contribution they make, and the change they seek to create, and that good that they put in the world. Respect! This is Stephen Thompson, and this is my experience.